What's up, everybody? This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy. It meets Adventure Comics number 104, May 1946. Is it possible to meet a comic? I, I kind of stumbled. <laughs> what do I normally say? In, I don't know. With... <laughs> We're meeting I mean, we're, it today, we're, I would we're meeting, say. We're meeting stuff. And I don't want to just say we're meeting Superboy because we're meeting more than just one guy. That's true. Because we also meet Aquaman and Green Arrow. We meet them hopefully bi-weekly <laughs> now is what I'm. That's, what yeah, my yeah. goal is now because uh, we're on this run doing the, the 40s adventure comics, the the Superboy run in Adventure Comics. We have are... the we have the entire run all the way to the end of Adventure Com- I mean the the end of Adventure Comics, which that goes to let me see what year that goes to. That goes to or drum roll please. Nineteen eighty three. So do you just want to just go just plow through We're Adventure just Comics? plowing through. Yeah. So we're starting in like nineteen forty six. And we're just gonna go <laughs> we're just gonna run through it. So yes, we are on Adventure Comics number one hundred four, May nineteen forty six. But so, so yeah. it goes to like five hundred and three. Yeah, so we've got some to go through. I mean, we we never finished the Batman no. TV series. We are going to finish this though. <laughs> We're committed. And um, and the cast of characters that they get later because it change changes characters right periodic periodically. And I'm just going to randomly pick an issue. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pick four hundred eighty one. Okay, that's the one I was gonna hold on to your br- hold on to your britches. All right, is that the name of the issue? That's no, no, no. Oh, you're telling me? Okay, I, well, <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. I'm holding on. Yeah, Dial H for Hero is the star. <laughs> By that point, okay. Yeah. So let's look at 430. So that's like a 50 50 issue difference. The cover star, Black Orchid. The uh, the other character, <laughs> the Adventures Club. So yeah, it's it's kind of their B list, not even B list. Yeah, I don't know what you would at call some it. point it turned into like D list superheroes. Yeah. But in here three, we are in, in, in three seventy seven. It's uh, uh, the Legion of Superheroes, which Superboy was a member of, and Super Turtle, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> I hope I that's kinda, not just an A. I just want to skip to those. <laughs> All right, before we get to the comic though, I have something to read. For you, and oh also an important message for all the Batmites oh, I don't know. out okay. there. Um, leave us iTunes reviews because it helps people find the podcast if there's a lot of iTunes reviews. And uh, I'm reading one now, our most recent <laughs> iTunes review on the American iTunes store. I think we have some on the Canadian iTunes store for whatever reason. Um, what not it from Bret Hart? <laughs> it's just the Hart family. Uh, no, this one is from December 30th, 2013. So it's been a while since anyone's reviewed us. If you're wondering, our oldest iTunes review, let me go back here. Isn't it about Seinfeld? Um, some of them reference Seinfeld. Yeah, J- January 19th, 2009. <laughs> by your distant uncle. Um, if anyone's wondering, we used to do a podcast about Seinfeld, and it was on the same feeds. So, <laughs> we, so we, you... used to, we used to do a podcast about uncles. <laughs> Well, this one, our newest iTunes review from December 30th, 2013 by Lycos112. It's uh, from it's, the search engine, the Lycos search engine. <laughs> it became it's self-aware and started listening to podcasts. Uh, it says, it's five stars, by the way. No, oh, obviously. Uh, it says, the show 
is not only eminently listenable, funny, Ooh. and insightful, it's also eminently re-listenable in oh all caps. So he yelled that. You he could did. hear one of the episodes many times, and almost all of them retain laughs from listen to listen. I want to know which ones the laughs don't retain from listen to listen because he only said almost all of them oh, i don't know that's a good question <clears throat> uh which is good because like all the best podcasts this one seems to have faded it into the mists a true true shame because i think this is the best though limited podcast i've ever heard oh my god well we're back we're back like host 112 i hope he or she is listening to this maybe oh, no not doubt I think they are. You think they are? Yeah. Lycos, if you are listening to this, send us an email, stevenandy at gmail.com. For everyone else, your homework, for all the <laughs> three people listening to this right now, uh, go leave an iTunes review. Even if it's bad, I would say. I, I, yeah, I, I want to get bad yeah. reviews, too. Just anything. Let's, let's get a newer re- review than December 30th, 2013. And also, by the uh, I guess that's this is a that was an abrupt segue. <laughs> By the the, um, uh, so now let's get to the Adventure Comics number 104. Yes. We have a lot of them to get through. Yeah, so we, we got to just start. And and by the way, Batmites, we, we did mention we're going to be reviewing U.S. states, too. And our first state, mm-hmm. Maine, uh, it's it's coming. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of research that goes into this. Many it, months it of planning. Goes into it. Yeah, many months go, go into it. Planning and research. So just, just hang on. In the meantime, yeah. you can... You can hear us talk about adventure comics. Sorry, I'm it, it'll something. be it'll yeah that, that's all right. It'll be it'll be worth it. It'll be worth well worth the wait. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to like issue four fifty nine. Well, we'll probably still be doing the states <laughs> <laughs> because when we get to four fifty nine, listen yeah. to this this lineup of characters: the Flash, Dead Man, Green Lantern, the New Gods. Elongated man and a Wonder Woman. Wow! So it get they kind of pick it back up at that point. <clears throat> well, it becomes one of their dollar comics in the late seventies. Oh, I see. Where they just packed it full of stuff. <laughs> Six all new superstar features. What it yeah. says. Well, in Adventure Comics number one hundred four, I would say there are many superstar features. We're going to be covering yes. three, starting with Superboy and Superboy also gracing the cover of this issue. Finding a needle in a haystack. Finding a needle. Yeah, he's busting through a, na- a haystack. Uh, two <laughs> two boys are looking on. One jughead type hat. And you know what they're thinking? Why is he doing this? But why? Yeah, I mean it's it's very literal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Superboy needle. In- I think because he can, he's showing off. And why is the invisible man there holding that magnifying glass? <laughs> I know there's just a floating magnifying glass revealing the uh, the needle, but. Uh, yeah. That has nothing to do with the story inside. We know that this is a censored cover. Originally, he wasn't holding a needle. He was holding a, a joint. <laughs> and they had to cover it up with that floating yeah. floating magnifying glass. Yeah, he's finding a joint in the haystack. That's why he looks so happy. He's well, I mean, mellow. he wasn't even busting through a haystack. He was just <laughs> busting through a giant thing of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 40s, after all. In a jazz cigarette. The story, though, has nothing to do with joints or haystacks sure? or needles. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll have to get to it. I mean, look at that splash. The splash page, Superboy, um, we see him flying through what appears to be a city being at- under attack by these marionettes. They're smashing up cars and and bu- <laughs> buildings. One's climbing on a building. They look very angry. And we also see a boy. A giant boy? <laughs> a, yeah, who appears to be giant kind of walking through. 
and in, in, in these dark he's glasses. Bigger Super, he's bigger than Superboy. <laughs> he is. And it says, the making of toys is both an art and an industry, and much of it is, <laughs> is in the hands of youngsters. I didn't realize. Well, you know what? That's kind of true. I mean, sweatshops. It is. It, the this world, is a commentary right? yeah. on, on sweatshops. They're, they're making our Pokemons. So. <laughs> youngsters building model ships and planes, dolls and puppets, trains and towns at home and in school. And here you will get to see two sides of that fascinating business. A dark one and a bright one. Now, this was DC's expose of the toy industry, isn't it? I mean, this is a true story. This they is. This inserted, is like they the, just inserted uh, Superboy into it, correct? What was that book? The Jungle, the Heart. Yeah, yeah. Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Yeah, yeah This this is uh, uh, Joel Schuster's Toy Town USA. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, a dark one and a bright one. A Superboy after rocket. This, this issue was published. There was all kinds of new child labor laws put into place. Yeah, it would have been around that time. <laughs> As Superboy rockets into breathtaking action, I would say my breath was never taken during this. I'm just going to let everybody my Mine was briefly back taken away. I, I actually died because my breath was <laughs> taken away. Resuscitated. I had to be revived. So Superboy is in breathtaking action to rescue a blind boy genius and prevent the looting of the most wonderful city you have ever visited, Toy Town, USA. They really build these stories up in the yeah, I know. in the eighties. It would it, in the eighties. It would be Superboy in Babe Town, USA. <laughs> uh, we open with a sleek skyscraper. Its elevator speeder, speeding up and down. Office lights gleam, and an airplane beacon atop the spire blinks red and green. All of a sudden, it crashes down. Um, it's a catastrophe. And, I know, but crushing see... crushing the blind boy's legs. <laughs> we see the it's it's actually a toy. Uh, skyscraper. It's a pretty weird toy. I mean, how would you play with that? It's more of a model. Unless it's like in Big, that uh, <laughs> Transformer skyscraper. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, so this crashes or crashes down, and we see Superboy. But he's wearing uh, a pair of slacks. Yeah, in kind of just pants, but his Superboy outfit, just kind of walking along. That's his casual wear. That right there, he's saying, "I don't feel like saving anyone today. I'm just taking a nice walk." Yeah, and you and he, and then. Of course, Superboy hears the the blind boy go say, "Now I've done it. I'll I'll never be able to fix it." <laughs> Superboy thinks to himself, "Joey Mayhew, the blind boy, he's crying, and this may be a job for Superboy." Of course, he is. What a weird way to spell out, Joey, by the way. J O I E. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, who wrote this issue? By the way, they don't know how. Jerry to... Jerry Siegel. So, well, I mean, it said it's credited to him, but he didn't really write it. It was written by uh, Don Cameron. Yeah, Don Cameron. That, I mean, that's how Don Cameron likes to spell things. Yeah. Well, Don is spelled uh, D-O-I-I-N. <laughs> D-A-W-W-W-F-I-N. Yeah. Um, and the next second, Superboy races in. He goes, and it's very patronizing because this is uh, little little Johnny. Uh, Joey, sorry. <laughs> little Joey's, uh, he's, he's been working on this for months, and Superboy comes in. What's this? A little accident? Kind of. And he responds, a big accident. Yeah, he goes, I worked on it for months, but Superboy goes, uh... Joey's little uh, town that he has, that he was building, looks kind of like a, like a rundown shanty town in like some Latin American country. That's what Joey's, in, he dreams of being a, a dictator in small island nation. Uh, he, he's, he says it's ruined, and Superboy goes, ah, don't worry, it's not that bad. He starts putting it back together. Uh, we find out that um, uh, Joey... He really needs the money that he was going to use to sell this. He's, he likes to make toys and sell them. Um, he found out about a doctor 
in Georgetown, uh, there's a doctor that can can make him see again some procedure, <laughs> which doesn't really exist, but we we can just pretend. Even in this issue, it doesn't really exist if you think about it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he said, "If I could see, I could do better work. I could, you know, help my folks who are poor." He's got a really tough life. Now, now, my question is: Do you think now, if you know, Superboy builds this thing essentially? Yes. Like he comes in and Joey's just got a bunch of rubble, and Superboy builds, rebuilds it, quote unquote, rebuilds it. Right. Now, do you think that's actually how he builds all of his toys? He waits. He just smashes Super- him. Yeah. He waits for Superboy to come by, smashes some stuff, and goes, "Oh no!" And Superboy comes in and fixes all of it. I I would not be surprised because yes, it only took Superboy a few seconds to fix it. Um, I don't course. believe Joey's really blind. I think he just started wearing shades <laughs> to look cool. That's true. And then one day, somebody thought he's just assumed he was blind. He got some sympathy, yeah. and um, so Superboy races out. Of, of course, Johnny didn't know who it was. He goes, "Who are you? Who helped me?" Just then, Clark Kent walks in. He goes, "Hey, hey, your skyscraper's looking really good." He goes, "You would not believe who just helped me fix it." I think it was Superboy. But I can't uh, be certain. I can't be certain. Uh, they just start start talking to each other. Uh, Superboy and, and Joey. Uh, then, at that very moment, I this is a little confusing. It appears that two guys are kind of looking in the window. I thought this was a basement. It's a little <laughs> bit confusing. And they go, ah, this is the place where that blind boy makes such wonderful things. I've been assuming they've been there the entire time, and just Super- kind of stand, Superboy yeah. never did anything. It's kind of, well, I mean, they've been there in the corner, and, you know, the blind boy, of course, isn't going to see. Well, you can see that they're outside, because you can see the window paneling. So, I guess, Super. I think Superboy likes being watched. He does, it's true. Um, <laughs> just then, the, the two goons kind of come in, they go, hey, what luck, I chance passed this way. Uh, they pretend to be sort of this rich guy and his secretary. A rich toy manufacturer, Mr. Gooding, and his secretary. And, of course, Joey's pumped up a toy manufacturer. Uh, just then, Mr. Gooding says, If work like this is produced in this town, I intend to offer a $5,000 prize to the youngster making the finest toys in a contest. Uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. It's such a dumb thing. Like, Superboy has these powers. Like, are you not a little bit suspicious no he's not i also assume they just crawled in through the window that's that's how that's how superboy got into when you're when you're blind you don't need doors that's true yeah that's true the world is your door (laughs) um uh mr gooding says we'll build a toy city with all the trimmings and you everybody can compete and we'll see who has the best one i'll give him five thousand dollars now, what's the point of that? I mean, all he wants to do is steal Joey's, I guess, skyscraper, and that'll well, revolutionize the toy to business. Come up with something really sweet because well, why does he have to have a con- why does he have to have a contest though? Why can't he just say create something and I'll pay five thousand dollars? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> there, there I mean, all no... it does show the greediness of of all the kids in Smallville, as they all know Joey wants to win so he can get his eye surgery. But they all want to win the money themselves anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, no one said, hey, we'll win that money for you, Joey, and give it to you. Uh, yeah, because no, we... One girl says, I'd like to see Joey win the $5,000 prize, but I'll enter my puppets just the same. And then the other kid says, I'd like to see him lose the $5,000 prize. <laughs> of course, this is the town children. But, They're and all he talking. emphasizes, I'd like to see. Oh, right, right. Oh, the girl even said, I'd like to see Joey. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
uh, we see the news is spreading like wildfire fire of course the all the kids are talking about it um morning noon and night they're they're working away and they're in their sweatshops ignoring school building helicopters these marionettes boats it's very elaborate they're, and nice. they're good they're good uh, this town, that's what they excel this at. Is, this is. Uh, at least what the children excel in. We see, finally, at the day of the competition, there's a Toy Town USA, a wonderful city, big skyscrapers. Uh, all, the, all the crowd, you know, the, adults the whole are town. Pumped. Yeah, the, one, uh, the whole town is out. Uh, one guy says, I swan. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. Uh, another lady says, it's as good as a trip around the world. And I, it's really not. You know? It's not. She's She's fooling herself. Um, Johnny. Maybe she's being course. patronizing towards the kids. <laughs> Johnny, of course, very sad. It it must be wonderful. I only wish I could see it. Uh, Superboy or Clark Kent, I should say, is comforting him. I think you will soon because you made the best one of all. We see the two goons, Mister Gooding, say uh, that blind boy has developed techniques that will revolutionize the art of toy making. They're planning on stealing his patents and making a fortune. Um. Now, great. He hasn't patented anything yet, so they're not stealing patent. Why can't they just patent it? Patent it. I know, and in some sense, they're not really doing anything wrong. <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong until they decided to steal Toy Town. I guess. Yeah. So they say, uh, "Oh, this is great. We let's, but because these are so well done, we have to take these back to experts. So we're gonna put them which, on our truck." Which Joey says, "I guess that's fair enough." Well, yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. He's he's he he's never claimed to be. A detective. He's just a good That's toy maker. True. Yeah. Uh, so they go off. They, they're as they walk off. Of course, within earshot of <laughs> the whole crowd, they go, "Easy as pie. We'll patent Joey Mayhew's invention and get rich." And then they said, "Oh yeah, we'll just steal the other toys too." Of course, Clark Kent hears them and and he follows them as they take Toy Town away on their truck. Um, as he's following them, he's thinking, uh, "Yeah, you know, toys are made for youngsters, so." Maybe I'll play uh, with these toys and see. So here's where I have some fun. So he's going to mess with the goons a little bit. He kind of makes the toys come to life. And this is how John Lester got the idea for Toy Story. That's true. (laughs) Toy Town USA was the original title. Uh, uh, You know, they're kind of... uh, uh, Toys (laughs) are coming to life, stabbing the guy, and it's kind of causing to careen off the road there. They're getting scared because uh, they're, they're driving on this, of course, dangerous country road on the way to Metropolis. They bust through the guardrail. They're about to go over the cliff when Superboy stops him. He says, can't risk having all these toys smashed. Of course, he so doesn't he, care about them. He was going to let them die. Yeah, I think he was. Well, we don't um, see what happens to them. I think he does kill them later. He does. just by He wants them to die by his own hand. So he drags them back to Smallville, and uh, he goes, hey, look, Joey, they changed their minds. Uh, decided to award you the $5,000 first prize. So he's forcing these guys with threats of violence mm-hmm. to give Joey the money. The next thing we see, Joey has... He's just well, clutching. if you notice, when, when, when uh, the, the villain's doing it, he's it looks like he's wiping tears away. <laughs> yes, because, I mean, this means his family can't eat. Right. Well, well I, I assume it means he no longer has a family. <laughs> so Joey goes, uh, now I can get my operation. Later we see in the... Uh, <laughs> In the operating room, uh, this is kind of how things work here, I guess. This is a doctor in the surgical room, kind of, with just an x-ray. He goes, I can't guarantee anything, but uh, all I have is this x-rayed picture to guide me. He's this is the least confident surgeon ever, I think. <laughs> Imagine before you go under, the guy's like, well, 
I don't know about this. This is going to be pretty bad. Let's see how it goes. Superboy says, don't worry, my special vision powers can help you. Later in the operating room, Superboy's kind of guiding the doctor just a tiny bit to the left. They got the mask and the little hair thing on Superboy as well. But he's still wearing the Superboy Well, yeah, yeah, he was. He's not wearing... He didn't scrub scrub up. Scrubs, yeah. yeah. Uh, The the doctor then says, He also didn't wash his hands. (laughs) The doctor says, Thanks, Superboy. Now we're getting to the really ticklish part. I don't think this guy's a real doctor. I don't think he is either. I think he's just molesting Joey in front of Superboy. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's dark. Later, after the operation, he goes, You were right. Uh, You know, Superboy, you did it. You helped me out. Uh, Soon we'll take these bandages off and Joey can see again. A few days later, uh, at a place called Midget, Marvel t- toys. That's days Joey's- later. Yeah, just days later, Joey creates a toy empire. He is, and he's got his own building, Midget Marvel Toys, which is you know not a, a very horrible cool name. name. Yeah, gonna... and he's got kids working there. Yeah, it's Twitch Joey shop. and a bunch of kids. He get and Joey's and uh, Joey goes. Uh, I've paid off the mortgage on our house, and mom isn't worried anymore. And another little girl who's slaving away goes. I'm saving money for college and art school. And Joey's like, yeah, you tell yourself that. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting out of here. Um, this I like thing... that this Joey Mayhew, president and chief engineer, on his door. Yeah, I know. Well, he doesn't mess around. He's again he's, a few days he's, later. He's, he's got. <laughs> Just then, uh, we see Clark show up. He goes, "Hey, I'm not butting in." He goes, "No, Clark, uh, you're always welcome. Why don't you?" Kind of tries to recruit him. We're all yeah, gonna be rich. Yeah. Clark goes, "Ah, I wouldn't, wouldn't." It's just a pyramid scheme, Joey. <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, Clark, you can help. All you got to do is uh, give me a uh, twenty-five dollars. Yeah, see the way you yeah. get it, you pay me twenty-five dollars, and then you go out, and now you're you can you're licensed. You can sell my toys, or you can sell licenses to sell my toys. That's what Midget Marvel Toys is. That's all. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey says, you know, I heard you're handy with tools. Why don't you help us? But Superboy or Clark Kent says, uh, I I would I couldn't compete with ex- experts like you, but if I were Superboy, it'd be different. And then Joey says, "Oh well, don't expect anyone to be that good." Exactly. I, I'm kind of wondering if Joey is uh, the the toy man, you know, the Superman villain. <laughs> if he accidentally created his own villain by giving Joey sight. <laughs> that could be. Yeah, I mean, retcon. They need to was, do it. It was a huge mistake to give jo- Joey sight. Uh, okay, so that's the Superboy story. Pretty yeah. good. Not as good as the birthday story of last week. No. But I, I would say not bad. And I would also say much better than our next story, the Aquaman, Four Fish to Fetch. Four Fish to Fetch. Also very hard to say. Well, before we get to that, I think Pepsi should revive Pepsi, the Pepsi Cola Cop character. Yes, we have a... We should really be paid for these ads here because we're reading the ads that are inside the comics. We see one is Pepsi, the Pepsi Cola Cop. It's just a... It's just a cop fighting a bear, drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> I mean, that's well, he's not even fighting the bear. Some other guy's fighting a bear, and he's just drinking a Pepsi while he's doing it. <laughs> that's true. And it says, "Try Pepsi Cola. It's a bear for flavor." I don't know. What I, that I means, think but... Matt Curious and Stan Jones are based on Pepsi, the Pepsi Cola <laughs> cop, and his buddy. It could be. So this Aquaman story, and and this is something we should talk about. We should, we need to discuss this issue. Yeah. In these issues, there there are usually five stories. We've been covering three of them. Yeah. <clears throat> but but I, as I told you earlier off air, um, usually one of those three is just really bad. Yes. And so I'm happy to still do it. If 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 yes. the bat mites, if our fans want us to do bad stories, we will. Or I mean, we could mix it up and do one of the Johnny Quick stories at some point if it's better. The- so the deal is we'll always do Superboy, yes. but then the other two, it could be 
Green Arrow and Shining Knight or Aquaman yes. and Johnny Quick or whatever. Yeah, I think that is a that that is what what I would like to do because this All Aquaman right. story. <laughs> I mean, I, we're gonna do it this week. And if anyone has a, an objection to this, if if there are any real Aquaman fans out there listening who really want to hear all the Golden Age or Green Arrow fans, I mean, we could yeah, drop that's the true. Green that's Arrow. That's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. Can't forget about the Green Arrow either. But uh, okay, so on to the Aquaman story, <laughs> at least for this week. Four fish. Well, did did you notice fetch. that fish is writing notes though in that notebook? Yeah. So on the splash page, this, <laughs> I, never, I, got, I didn't notice that before. I, I got pumped up for this uh, because the splash page we see Aquaman just li- in, swimming in the sea, just bench pressing, kind of like overhead pressing these. It's like fish. if he was in like a like a prison yard lifting weight. <laughs> and then on a boat, we see this old kind of Gordon's fisherman looking person and a fish with him on the boat and the fish is writing notes down and i thought oh this is going to be an awesome one it's going to be about this fish writing books or something i'm going to go ahead and say it right now that does not not even close to anything and extremely disappointing and that's how these splash pages are it says things have come to a pretty pass when two fishermen raise a rumpus about a denizen of the deep that looks like an ordinary herring but it is not an ordinary herring. It's quite a special specimen of seafood. And there's enough at stake in its scaly shape to make even Aquaman risk deep sea danger when he has four fish to fetch. And I thought, oh my God, it's going to be a talking fish. Yes, but no, not, not at all. None at all. Not, not even close. And I would even say the fishermen fighting over the fish is so inconsequential to this story, we can almost skip it. But we won't. Right. We won't. So we open... Aquaman overhearing a fight. Let go of that fish. It's mine. Uh, Aquaman says, that argument's almost hot enough <laughs> to fry the fish. It's about. I but he better... means uh, like erotic enough. He thought it was going to like a Fifty Shades of Grey kind of thing. Yeah, he, that's why he started swimming over. He goes, oh, he sees these two fishermen on these tiny boats. They've they've caught the same fish. Uh, I got to go see what, you know, what all this is about. I got to go resolve this. That's his job as Aquaman. <laughs> that's what he that's, does. That's all he does, yeah. Resolve minor sea disputes. Uh, so Aquaman shows up. He asks what's going on. Uh, the the Gordon fisherman looking guy. So, so I'm curious. Did these guys in their rowboats row all the way out into the middle of the ocean to fish? Yeah, and they're kind of just happen to be next to each other in the vast expanse. Yeah, I was gonna say the ocean is pretty big. You know? And they catch the same fish at the same time. Well, anyway, the Gordon fisherman guy says, uh, "My name's Professor Squill. I study ocean life, and that fish is a new species I discovered." He says, "Notice that metal band. I put a you put these metal bands on the fish." And uh, sends them out a couple months ago and goes to see if they're still alive. And if there's enough of them still alive, somehow that's going to help people fish and it's going to feed a lot of people. I, it didn't make sense. I th- no, I he didn't really get in. Professor I thought Squirrel... he, uh, to be honest with you, I thought Professor Squill was going to be like a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, but spoiler, he is not. I th- I thought for sure he was. Because this sounds like some kind of BS story. Yeah, but... it does, all the way. I still so... think it was a BS story. I think he yeah. just wanted the fish. But... Yeah, he... <laughs> And the other guy goes, so what? I've I've been fishing out here for days. This is the first bite I've had. Uh, I'm not letting it get in the way. Like, I have to eat this fish. And Aquaman's thinking to himself, well, they both caught the fish, so somebody's going to be disappointed. Aquaman says, well, a lawyer would have a tough time deciding who has more right to the fish. He should have said he was going to cut it in half and give each one half. I thought I thought we'd see that. But Aquaman is not a lawyer. Um, he, he He's going to give it to the the scientist because he doesn't want it for himself. He wants it to help other people to try to do something with, I, I still don't know what the scientist is doing. Yeah. It's, 
Uh, and the other fisherman kind of, I surprisingly, I, I thought he bowed out gracefully. He goes, you know what, Aquaman? I can't argue with you. You are Aquaman after all. So Aquaman hands the fisherman the fish. That's how Aquaman wins every argument. They're just like, oh, you're Aquaman. I, I, like I have nothing else to say. Can't really do it. Uh, just then, the fisher, as the fisherman's leaving, he goes, hey, look, you've been a big help to science some, somehow. <laughs> but, you know, I need to get more information about these fish. If I find three more, I'll, I'll really have enough information. We'll be able to feed a lot of people with this new species. And I like <laughs> what Aquaman says. You know... There must be better ways of getting the information than from a fishing than from fishing from a rowboat. <laughs> of course, the the uh, the fisherman says, you know, yeah, in the in the good old days, you know, back in the '30s, the good old days, I'd have used a big, well-equipped vessel, but there's not enough money for research. So this is also a commentary on the state of like yeah, the National education. Science Foundation. Yeah. And, uh, he, he goes, so I'm reduced to this rowboat, but if you help me catch these other fish. Um, we'll be able to, to feed so much people. He says, think of all the starving nations that need food. And Aquaman says, yes. Yes, I'm... I am thinking of that. He's <laughs> like, I'm always thinking of those, of those starving nations. It's I think Aquaman. he was said that because he was like, think of all those starving people. And he's like, yes, I am thinking of it. I think he liked it. <laughs> he did. He, he loves seeing out... people suffer. Well, Aquaman agrees to help. So he goes out swimming. He, he sees one of the fish with the metal band. He swims after it into this dark corridor uh it gets too dark for aquaman to see but luckily a luminescent deep sea fish lights up lights the way for aquaman he swims into this cave um it's he thinks at first it's deserted but it's not it's full of what look like sea monsters which again i mean if aquaman is concerned about science this seems like a big discovery. he should have brought one of those up to the sea dinosaurs instead, professor swill like swill uh, look at this instead but he says these guys should be extinct, so he doesn't care. Yeah, he, Aquaman believes in biblical creation. If mm -hmm. you know, any kind of anything that goes against it, he's going to get rid of. Well, that's uh, why he ties their necks together. Yeah, he also Kill says they're, they're not, you know, they're not extinct, and they have evil intentions towards that fish. It sounds very deviant. I don't know. Uh, so, he, yeah, he gets one in a headlock. <laughs> he grabs the fish. Yeah, he ties their necks together because he says... Um, killing, killing man. He killed the last two of the of the species. <laughs> he did. He goes. Uh, he said, "I'm doing you guys a favor. If you can't eat this fish, you'll never digest that metal band." And then, he, as he's swimming away, he, he says, "But you don't seem to be too thankful about it. So I'll show you a new twist. Sea monsters are wearing the necks these days. He ties their necks, killing them. Uh, he returns that that fish to the fisherman. He, he then finds another one. That this is where the story kind of slows down in a big way." <laughs> He, he, uh, uh, he sees an octopus is kind of harassing the fish, so he throws a lobster at the octopus. and it <laughs> Scared the octopus sca off. Scared the ink right out of it. He catches the fish. That's I like how he threw one. a lobster. Like he just had a lobster in his pocket. I know. Well, he always carries around a spare lobster. So, uh, and, and then he sees the final fish uh, swimming into this uh, group of sea anemones, I think is how you say that which aren't they look like coral but they're not they're animals so aquaman swims in with a uh a bunch of other fish and he tells them come on little ones i want you to ride herd on some sea anemones I, you know aquaman loves riding herd he does yeah. <laughs> anybody so the sea anemones all get out of the way and aquaman grabs the fish he swims up just then a the, again the biggest this the biggest foil in this whole issue a, yes. a seagull or some kind of seabird grabs the fish away flies away 
That's like the story of his life, though. <laughs> and at the same time, the other fisherman who lost the fish earlier is thinking, you know what? I haven't caught any fish. And now he's starving at this point. He says, yeah. I have to eat. And so he's like, I'm going back. I'm getting that other fish. He he swims up behind the, the sea, the scientist sea captain, bops him on the head. Kills him. With a, Kills with him with instantly. Big, <laughs> with a big old bop. At least a severe concussion. And uh, uh, so Aquaman has is, is got to deal with the, the fisherman or the seagull. He's like, I can't deal with both. I better get some help. It's one, so, it's one or the other. No. <laughs> so he gets some fish to, to hold the fisherman down while he – Get some flying fish to go knock the seagull, knock the uh, the the fish with the metal ring out of its. So, out of its essentially, feet. Aquaman does nothing. He just kind of sits there and lets everyone else do the work. Exactly as usual, and uh, he tells the seagull, he says, uh, "From now on, you'll leave other people's catches alone." Which Aquaman has been meddling in other people's catches this whole issue. That's true. When the sea monsters want to get it, he's he a, he's, he's a true hypocrite, though. What a, what a sick hypocrite! You're right. Um, for the human looter, the guy apologized, and it seems severe. He's like, I'm sorry, I, I hadn't caught a fish all day. Um, yeah, I, I'll give you the ones back. And, and Aquaman says, hey, thanks, you know, thanks for being honest. Uh, I'll see that you get a big catch. And I thought, at this point, Aquaman's going to help him get a fish. But instead, he just does this really dick thing where he grabs the guy's hook underwater, and the guy goes, oh, this is a big one. I got to pull really hard. And Aquaman goes, yeah, that'll teach you not to steal other people's fish. He, he leaves the guy to starve, and he he fakes him out in the. Uh, it's just, it's just well, wrong. I mean, no doubt when the guy's near death, Aquaman will come back, and he'll do something else. Like he'll drop a deuce on him or something. Spit, spit in his face and laugh. Yeah. Uh, just then, the scientist rose off. He says, "Good say here's some here's here's some chum for you." <laughs> so Aquaman saves the day, I guess, for the scientist. I I think if this were a longer issue, the scientist would be revealed to be like an evil guy and the fish had jewels in them or something i'm assuming know. he's the he's the villain in the next issue he comes back in the next <laughs> one <laughs> all right so that was the aquaman issue a little bit of a dud but actually not too bad it was strange bad. that's it was strange sure. as as are all these adventure comics including this next yeah. one the green arrow in the cat and the mouse beware of the claws of the cat this criminal taunted the forces of law and order like a cat playing with mice until those wizard archers, the Green Arrow and Speedy, prove that there are more ways than one to skin a cat in the Cat and the Mouse. I will say they skinned the cat exactly one way. And that way is with arrows. <laughs> but issue. they but they legitimately skinned the cat yes, alive. It, got, it, got it, really, it was gruesome. So we see on the splash page kind of a, a guy in a cat's kind of jumpsuit with kind of this gas mask. That's the cat leaping. From a helicopter plane type thing, we see Green Arrow riding the plane, and and Speedy's kind of just leaping out of this cloud inexplicably. I don't know. He's, he's also giant. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. The ghost of Speedy. Hold on, I accidentally closed my issue here. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get back. Got to get back. Aquaman, Shining Knight. How want? how are? Have you read the Shining Knight ones? No, I haven't. Neither have I. I wonder how they are. Okay, so, so this issue opens on a daring daylight bank holdup, ruthless but efficient. We see a bunch of goons uh, busting out of a, a bank over the radio. They're talking to someone named the cat. The cat's guiding them, telling them to head down Grove Street, turn right on Maple. 
the cops, of course, threatening them. You won't get very far because that's what you think. The cat has nine lives. And then from a tower atop City Hall, a weird figure figure issues orders. It's it's the cat. The cat's telling them the cops are chasing you. Turn up Roger Street. Uh, just then, they turn up Roger Street. The cops are screeching behind. And this big giant bomb, a gas cloud, bursts in front of the cops. They have to stop because that's poison gas. The cat has used it before on his jobs. And the goons, of course, get away. Uh, the district attorney is baffled by these crimes. They can't stop the cat. It's going all over town. Uh, they, so they enlist the aid of the two crime crusaders, the Green Arrow and Speedy. And the next day, they're on the top of City Hall. And in the, the I, in- I guess, like, my question was, okay, so they know that the cat uses these gas bombs. Mm-hmm. Why did Green Arrow take them there just to show this is where the cat shot the... That doesn't help them solve the crime. Yeah, so they get up and they, they get to... Uh, you know, they're at the top here and they're kind of looking around. He just wants to show him. He's a good detective. He goes, look, you know, there's a blast here on this wall. It's, you know, was made by a back blast because they used a bazooka type weapon to fire the gas shells. He's just wanting to know, look, I've done my due diligence here. But where else would this bomb would have came? Where else could this bomb have came from? I, you know what? The district attorney is not not the smartest. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on then. So, yeah, we. it's better not to think about those things. So... Uh, you know, for days, days later, we see Oliver Queen and Roy Harper search the ether, which I guess is like a primitive internet. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, it looked like he had a mouse on his, it looks like he's at a monitor with a mouse. I think it's just a radio with a ashtray, which is the equivalent of a monitor and a mouse in the (laughs) forties. That's true. So they're listening. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he had like a a primitive green arrow internet. (laughs) So they're listening to the radio and, uh, we hear. This is how that that Tim Berners-Lee got the, uh, the idea for it was reading this. (laughs) We hear the uh, uh, over the radio. They finally pick up something. Hello, kittens. Piffany's at ten. It's the thinly veiled Tiffany's, I guess. <laughs> Tiffany's <laughs> at ten. So, of course, Green Arrow and Speedy race off as they're racing down. They're heading towards Piffany's. An onom- uh, They hear an ominous swish, and it's it's poison gas. It drops from above. Uh, of course, they look up, they see an auto gyro, which I guess is kind of like, is this a real thing? It's like a helicopter with yeah, I think airplane. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the cat's kind of up there dropping bombs. And so the green arrow bursts out of uh, the catapult in, in the aeromobile. That doesn't Leaps. seem like it would be an exact science. You know I mean? It's not. I mean, he's, he's broken many bones doing this. and <laughs> The original Speedy's dead. <laughs> this is the fifth Speedy they've been through. But this time the Green Arrow does it himself. So he leaps out as he's about to reach the helicopter. Of course, the cat pulls up <laughs> and he can't reach it. But he fires an arrow just in time, uh, attaches it to the tire, pulls himself up. Uh, just as he's doing so, the cat whips his gun out. And he says, let's see what you can do with some lead. But just in time, the green arrow shoots it out of his hand with an arrow, of course. Climbs up on top. As he's about to grab the cat, the cat leaps out. Very dramatically, I would say. It's really yeah, actually, cool, actually. Really cool panel, yeah. And uh, deploys a parachute. Uh, says he has some work to do. He's got a hold up to get to. As he reaches the ground, of course, Speedy approaches him. He goes, oh, what a haul. The cat unarmed. Uh, the cat, of course, he goes, oh, more trouble. And Speedy tried to reply with a witty, trouble is my, and just then gets bashed over the head <laughs> with a wrench. I don't know where is the cat's just carrying a wrench around if it was lying always. on the ground. Always. No, he, the cat always has a wrench with him. 
So the cat leaps. You never into know. You never know when you have to like get a, like a, a bolt loose or anything like that. That's true. I mean, the wrenches are very handy tools. So the cat leaps into the car and it's just the drives off, but Speedy's hanging on the back very grimly. It's Speedy must, but Speedy must have like an incredibly hard head that did not. No, no, no. He's, he's he's got a severe concussion. This <laughs> th- there will be another a new Speedy in the next <laughs> issue. It, um, the way that Green Arrow works with Speedies, it's like the NFL with players. The Speedy Union is gonna yeah exactly get on about the questions. <laughs> union of Speedies. Mm-hmm. Um, just then, later at Epiphanies, we see the goons are coming out. They okay, we got it all, but they they said the cat's not answering the radio. Something's off. Let's get out of here. Uh, this is this is meant to be like a uh, a word box, but it looks like a sign. In front yeah, of I know. I was like, it the... says the hold up Epiphanies jewelry store is quick and bloody, which I assume means that they killed People, everyone yeah, they, inside. Yeah, they they just yeah. murdered everyone. It was cat... like it, it's like the unseen uh, uh, jewelry robbery in Reservoir Dogs. Uh, as as so as the police are, or 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 as the uh, the goons are getting away, they see a poison gas cloud. They put on their gas masks. It's, uh, but it's really it's not it's not the cat who's launching those poison clouds. It's Green Arrow. He's he's now piloting the the helicopter, and he knocks the gas mask off on those guys, killing them. Yeah, they, they yeah he knocks the gas mask off. They swerve, they smash into a pole, they all die. Well, the one that had the gas mask knocked off is definitely dead since that's poisonous gas. And yeah, and why is the Green Arrow dropping poisonous gas into a crowded city, even if it is to catch some criminals? Because he's always wanted to do that, and here's his opportunity. <laughs> so we see uh, the rest of the goons try to run away, the ones with their gas mask still on, but the Green Arrow pins them down with some arrows, and the cops. Say we want your pinups for our collection. Ugh, I don't know. I'm assuming that they all of their dirty magazines they want. It's criminals they for they force into compromising photographs. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you um, want to you want to get off, huh? Well, so do I. Oh my god! <laughs> it's read between the panels, everybody. Yeah. It's, it, it's not hard to do with this one. Not not at all. And and meanwhile, we see Speedy. It's <laughs> a ingenious ingeniously blazing a trail he's just dropping arrows <laughs> these arrows i drop will mark the cat's route for the green arrow keeping my speedy still kind of hanging on to the back of kind the of cat's i mean car. he's barely hanging on yeah he's kind so of the cat must kneeling. bus must be going like five miles an hour <laughs> well we find out later why the cat is such a bad driver oh yeah, yeah um so just as the cat slows down into the his rural cabin hideout not at all suspicious he notices speedy in the back mirror he, by the way the cat didn't look in the back mirror the whole time so no. as he sees speedy he sneaks up clobbers him again with a wrench which i kind of oh. like I, I i would hope that would be the cat's main weapon is a cool. wrench so yet another concussion oh yeah i mean that speedy is basically forgotten who he is at this point um crispin style brains right now for speedy <laughs> Just mush. Uh, later, inside the cabin, we see Green Arrow's kind of coming up. He, he's followed Speedy's trail. Uh, he's approaching the cabin, but uh, the cat shoots a Tommy gun at him, destroying his 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 uh, arrow, his, yeah. his bow. So he can't do anything, and he goes. He comes up with a bold move right here. I mean, this is this is yeah. He goes I mean, yeah. This is, I would have to say this is a. This is a risky plan yeah. because the cat is approaching him with a machine gun locked right onto his face. And Green Arrow just says, I wonder if this cat would be interested in a mouse. I thought that was a metaphor, but instead he literally just yells out, look, a mouse. And the the cat drops drops the gun, afraid of the mouse. 
Green Arrow jumps behind him, rips off the mask, but it's not a him at all. It's a girl. And <laughs> the cat says, you knew it, or you wouldn't have pulled that mouse gag, because everybody knows yes. females are really scared, scared of mice. Of mice. Yeah. Even when they're pointing a Tommy gun at you, can just yeah, yell even when, they're, even when they're hardened criminals that murder. <laughs> they're mur- literally murdering people, but a mice. Uh, the Green Arrow says, a faint scent of perfume in your plane gave you away. He's got such a trained nose, no, especially does. when it comes he to does. the ladies. And he could tell which, which what, what kind. He was he's like, Chanel number number five. He's like, that's it. Yeah. I gotta pull the mouse gag. Yeah. He, it was then he knew he had to pull the mouse gag. <laughs> the police show up, and they're, they're surprised. They go, oh, gosh, the cat, the cat's a, a girl. Um... And they were like, the district attorney will be burnt when he finds out. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, the district attorney is going to be really sad about that. <laughs> Speedy, of course, says, that slip of a girl slipped me a couple with a wrench. I don't know what was going on in that cabin. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I want to know. Later, the district attorney's uh, congratulating um, Green Arrow and Speedy. They did a great job. And then later that night, in the trophy room of Oliver Queen and Roy Harper the alter egos of the Green Arrow and Speedy. They're putting the mask, the cat's mask, with the built-in radio transmitter. They said it'll be a fine addition to their collection. And Speedy, always, always with those great lines, those memorable lines to uh, to close a story, just says, from now on, we'll sponsor all its programs. That that might be the concussion talking, because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think, he was, I, th- I think he was confused from a conversation earlier when Oliver Queen was like, oh, I think I might go ahead and donate some money to PPS. <laughs> <laughs> this mask brought to you by... Exactly. So did you look at the Wheaties ad that's next? The Phil Cavaretta? No, I didn't read this one. Well, you don't have to read it, but do you look at the little cartoons that they have and the one where he's smashing on the table that, and he's screaming, I want my Wheaties? Yeah. Doesn't that look like Richard Nixon? <laughs> It does. I'm, I'll take a picture of it for the Batmites. Yeah, I don't know if that actually, if he actually did that at one point where he was in the Cubs locker room and he was like, I want my Wheaties. You mean Richard Nixon was in the Cubs yes. locker room? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. So that's it. Issue 104 of Adventure Comics tricky, in, tricky dick. In, <laughs> in the books. Uh, stay tuned soon. The main issue, the, or the, sorry, the main issue, the main, the main issue. will be reviewing Maine. Yes. The state of Maine, very soon. Yes. And I think you can look forward to roughly bi-weekly, so every other week, mm-hmm. uh, episodes of Steve and Andy, and Lycos 112, of course, will be really excited about that. Yes. As, um, as, as you and, know. you know, I, I, in the meantime, in between reviewing states and, you know, not reviewing states, we'll be doing the Adventure Comics issues, as we said. But if any Batmites, any fans out there want to request any other issues, we will cover them. We'll cover... Yes. Almost anything you can think of. Um, almost. Almost. Like, well, there are a few for, like old like penthouse form issues or anything. No, we like we'll cover. Well, no, we'll cover those. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, just send an email to Steve. Hey, and can you Andy. guys? Can you guys review the July nineteen seventy eight issue of Hustler? That's what Jim Jim Beard keeps sending me. Hustler say so you got to review this. Or... <laughs> oh my. Uh, he does, email. Everybody. he does it to everybody. He does it to everybody. He does it to A.O. Scott at New York Times. <laughs> and he's just like, it's not a movie, Jim. He's like, oh, it's a movie in your mind. <laughs> so send your emails, your penthouse forum letters 
to Steve and Andy, all one word, Steve and Andy at gmail.com or send questions, anything you want. And uh, also be sure to leave us an iTunes review, go on iTunes and leave a kind review because it helps other people find the show because uh, I'm not convinced anyone is listening to the show besides <laughs> me when I edit them. Well, yeah, you, I, I, I listen to it too. So at least two people listen to this show. Yes. I think, I, think, I think there are people listening. Yeah, probably, yeah. So okay. send us emails, leave us iTunes reviews, and stay tuned for what? more Steve and Andy. There was someone on Facebook that liked our previous episode. So three people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, I will talk to you the week after next. Exactly. Goodbye. Bye. Does she walk? Does she talk?